Thank you for joining the Zen Care Podcast. These recorded Dharma talks are given freely to our community in the heart of New York City, which we are honored to now share with you. New York Zen Center for Contemplative Care is dedicated to transforming the nature of care through contemplative practice by meeting illness, aging, and death with compassion and wisdom. Learn about us at zencare.org. Our friend Padraig sent me this poem that he also talked about on his podcast this morning. It's a poem called Leaving Early by Leanne O'Sullivan. My love, tonight, Fenula is your nurse. You'll hear her voice sing song around the ward, lifting a wing at the shore of your darkness. I heard that in another life, she too journeyed through a storm a kind of curse with the ocean rising darkly around her, fierce with cold and no resting place. Only the frozen rocks that tore her feet, the light on her shoulders. And no cure there, but to wait it out. If while I'm gone, your fever comes down, If the small salt-laden shapes of her song appear as the first glimmer of earth light, follow the sweet, hopeful voice of that landing. She will keep you safe beneath her wing. So beautiful. To really think about these times that we're in where, as we talked about the other night, where many of us, like our neighbor upstairs, you know, that we've known for decades, you know, was brought to the hospital and nobody was able to visit him. And we don't know if he'll return. And to kind of imagine this beautiful poem is also the imagining of the nurse who also went through such hell herself to be there to take care of other people that she had her own struggle and suffering and to imagine the care that can actually happen there in that space and i'm thinking about one of our sangha members etsido whose husband makes her breakfast now every morning before she leaves to be a nurse and that he also packs her a lunch and apparently this has never happened before uh, so this new way of being you know how do we tend to how we are 
How do we tend to that? How do we really care for the people that we can in the ways that we can? You know, and where are we holding back from that, right? Thinking about another one of our song members, field of care doctor and sitting in the hallway on Wednesday night, gowned in his face shield and masked and gloved in the new palliative care unit they set up because people, they're trying to move people out of the ICU who are not gonna make it into the new palliative care unit. And to see him sitting there in Zazen with his little phone in front of him so that he can connect to community in the midst of all of it to me is such a heartbreaking and heart opening image for me. You know, not, you know, thinking like, oh, I don't have the time to do it. And he was saying that if I didn't do this, I would, might be swept away. So being connected to community is everything. So thinking about like Fanula, the nurse, in the poem and how she had journeyed through a storm, how all of us are journeying through a storm that we don't know how long the journey will be. And how will we be in it? How will we really participate? It's so powerful. It's amazing the timing of things. This is also the text is really about this precept that we're looking at, about not being stingy. This is from Wholehearted. Many of us have a habit of withholding often it is out of fear. We withhold sharing our love. We withhold our vulnerability. We withhold expressing what's true. We withhold our curiosity. We withhold our anger and our sadness. The list is long. We withhold, especially when we encounter difficulty, because we become frightened of risk. That's what I love about fairy tales and myths. The heroes don't just stop in the face of adversity, they continue on the journey facing their fears. How do we continue on this journey facing our fears in the storm that we're in? How do we continue on? How do we reach out to those that we care for? I've been really thinking about, you know, our work for the March weekend and really attending to unfinished business 
to really reaching out maybe to apologize to people, reaching out to thank people for what they've offered you in this life, reaching out and to let people know exactly how you love them and reaching out and thanking them. And to me, it's like a way that's, you know, Ira Bayok, you know, a friend of the center's um, prescription for end of life. But to me, it's really the prescription for life. How are we being stingy by holding back and thinking like there'll be a more convenient time to practice, there'll be a more convenient time to love, to apologize, to thank. And to me, the power of this time is also to realize like how in our face it is. So to me, this precept of not being stingy is so powerful to like really look at, wow, how am I holding back? What am I waiting for knowing truly that there are many people in this life that we will not see again? So how are we living? I was on a converse, in a conversation yesterday with a group of Zen teachers from across the country and we we're talking about that this is what we were what we're practicing for. This moment, actually, to really pay attention to really serve. And that looks so many different ways. So to really reflect on what ways are you withholding now? And are you withholding out of fear? Facing our fears is a place of practice. might be the practice actually. So easy just to kind of hang out in that. Well, that's scary or uncomfortable. So forget it. Those of you, some of you know, like lately I've been thinking about like, who cares, you know, like using that expression of who cares like we care so much about our fears sometimes we care so much we treasure we have we build altars to our fears but what would it be like to just say like in a kind of with a, some humor just say like ah oh, who cares about like well i'm uncomfortable if this whole world is uncomfortable How do we find the softness and tenderness for that fear and not have to live in reaction to it, but to appreciate it, take care of it, and keep going? So not bypassing anything, but how do we kind of integrate it and allow it to inform how we are relating to each other?
many people feel that their situations are very special. For many years, I felt that way, that my particular situation was particularly difficult or people wouldn't truly understand my situation. I think I talked about this the other day, but I had this like, you know, the, that amazing encounter. I'd just been thinking so much about it. And with that woman, you know, she's like, what's so fucking special about your suffering? <laughs> you know, it's so interesting. And just I've been feeling so much gratitude to her. Because it's almost like this kind of incredible... Baba Yaga, which is like this um, wonderful, terrifying female energy from the Russian pantheon, where she lives in the woods on a little house that rests on top of a chicken leg as, as it would. And it turns and is always facing the darkest part of the forest. And the heroes and heroines always have to, you know, deal with her. So they have to go inside of her house and ask her a question. And if she picks up any hesitation at all, she eats you, you know? So if like, we kind of like, oh, I don't know, or I'm not sure what I should do. Any hesitation, the Baba Yaga just eats you. Lately, I've been really like just so appreciating that energy and that how it just exists in the world, that feminine quality of energy that just like demands the reality, like to not be stingy, to not hold back. It doesn't mean that we won't make mistakes because of course we will. And yet, who cares? Like if some people like we, we don't make a decision because like, what if it's not the right decision? Who cares? You know, it's like, how do we just learn how to just like do the next thing? Instead of getting so tied into like what's right and what's wrong. But what feels true in that moment? What do you feel moved to do and to how to be? To me, that's where we can really do some good exploring. So the perspectives of this precept, I love reviewing these, is the literal, is just don't withhold anything. <laughs> what would that be like to practice? Just never withhold. I like just to pause at that, to really feel that. And the relational view of this precept is 
to examine your practice of generosity in thought, words, and actions. How are you actually practicing generosity in how you think? I find that that's the place of immense stinginess in myself. I tend to think like in a little area as opposed to like, wow, what else is possible? There's an expanse, there's a canopy, there's a universe that I'm often not very generous with. And yet when I allow that, it's so exciting. And the amazing thing, it's always available. So to like really examine in this time where we're, all of us are having fear, all of us are having anxiety of some kind, some of us have more, some of us have less, doesn't matter in a way. But how do we kind of work with that and widen it out? How can you practice with generosity about how you're thinking about this situation? How can you practice with generosity about how you're thinking about your relationships? What would it be like to think about them in a totally different way in your relationship with the world? And the intrinsic view of this precept is so amazing because it's really, you know, <laughs> the way to practice with it in a way is like, look at what you exclude in the, in the universe as not you. Just try that out for a moment. We don't often have to work very hard to discover some things that we decide are definitely not me. What does that do when you say, like, that's not me? Nope. I know sometimes even listening to Dharma talks in the past, I've thought, like, I can't do that. I can't do that. I'm not there, whatever that means. So it was like a way, actually, I was not maintaining this precept of like, no, I was separating myself even from the Dharma, right? <laughs> Anyone ever do that? Just me. Yoshin. Everyone else is freely accepting everything. How wonderful. So one of the practice slogans what we use with this precept in particular is to first of all, not clinging to one form. I love that slogan. Don't cling to one form, caution. So one form of even your life or who you are or your situation. 
what would it be like in this situation to think about, wow, what might need to change? What might need to shift? How is my old form not really working? And just to appreciate that. How do you really look at that? What would that be like to really feel in your body, like where you're kind of tight, you're stingy around form, the form of your life? How are you stingy with the form of your life? And the other one that I want to talk about is rolling every experience into your practice. To me, this is a form of really bring it all in. How do you really bring it all in? What are you not rolling into your practice? And roll it in. Those little animals behind Sammy's. Roll them in. All the creatures of our mind, all the creatures of our heart, Bring everything in. It's such a beautiful generosity to just bring it all in. And to appreciate all of the workers who are working, are able to work and to appreciate each of us for what we're able to do, even by dedicating our practice to the well-being of another is a form of service. So I wanna close with that poem again, Leaving Early by Leanne O'Sullivan. My love, tonight Finula is your nurse. You'll hear her voice sing song around the ward, lifting a wing. At the shore of your darkness. I heard that in another life, she too journeyed through a storm a kind of curse with the ocean rising darkly around her. Fierce with cold and no 
resting place. Only the frozen rocks that tore her feet, the light on her shoulders. The people in that ambulance. And no cure there but to wait it out. If while I'm gone, the fever comes down, if the small salt laden shapes of her song appear as a first glimmer of earth light, follow the sweet, hopeful voice of that landing. She will keep you safe beneath her wing. So to appreciate each of our struggle that has brought us here to learn how to care for others, just like Fenula. I've yet to meet someone who has it easy these days. Everyone has some struggle. So how do we practice together with love and tenderness and widening out? So that we can really attend to what we can attend to, to really examine our fear and realize that meeting our fear and moving with it is the place of practice. Thank you so much.